This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Save time and money no matter what you ship or mail with SendPro Online software. Print shipping labels and stamps right from your desk and access discounted rates for as low as $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, anybody want to swap meat? Every post-apocalyptic community needs a Steve. You're being disrespectful to William. The stink of Terry Gross. Into the weird adult video emporium. Once it's in your nose, it's yours. Therapy Thursday and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. I got peanut butter and chocolate cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. Yay. We can't date, you're too oily. This is The Morning Stream. Welcome back to the program, everybody. This is The Morning Stream for Thursday, June 13th, 2019. That's Brian Ibbett over there. Hi, Brian. It is. It is, and I am. Hello, and you are. I am Scott Johnson over here. That's what I am. Oh, yes. I'm you wearing are, a that. shirt that's bad for video because it makes the screen all flickery. <laughs> it's more a more a pattern city, but at least look at you, you know, uh, button up shirt. You clean up nice, yeah. uh, Scott Johnson, with an Unreal Tournament logo shirt underneath it. That's right, a little Unreal. Some fan gave me this. I don't remember who, but whoever that was, thanks. It fits. It's nice. It's an Unreal shirt, Scott. That shirt is Unreal. It's pretty Unreal. Uh, also, I'll tell you what's Unreal. <laughs> My. Um, uh, we had a struggle yesterday. We had a fight against the world oh. yesterday. Oh, no. Okay. And uh, the fight became a fight against uh, man and his technology because <laughs> okay. yeah. we, we have air conditioners, you know, in this world. That's the thing uh-huh. people have now. Uh, I assume you have one. We have one. We have one, yes. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> got some kind of something. If you're in an area that gets hot in the summer, you need to have some sort of way of keeping things cool. Some people have a swamp cooler. Sure. That's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have a central air thing. Never, never like that term, by the way. Swamp cooler, I know uh, it's bad. Swamp cooler, yeah, yeah. Because you're basically—I mean, it's literally like a swampy mess inside that machine. Yeah, that's creating somehow cool air, and then when you don't have enough water in it, it smells like a swamp. It's bad. Yeah, it just a swamp. I'm cooling the swamp. Yeah. Turn on the swamp cooler, yeah. honey. I don't like it either. Yeah. I had one of those growing up, and it was awful. But anyway, yes. So we have this AC thing. We've been in the house for I don't know how long. Things have been okay. I think we had one time with it, or last year, the, um, what was it called? The compressor or alternator or some some thing uh, mm-hmm. pooped out and quit working. And so we had to replace it and have a guy come out and look at it. And uh, I thought maybe this was going to happen this time because we couldn't get the AC to turn on at all for like oh, wow. the last okay. four days. And it's starting to warm up. Oh, well, yeah. It happened while uh, Kim was out, right? Because remember, you were right, uh, right. you were trying to figure the whole thing out, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So she came Sorry, home and I she goes, she looks thing. at me and I say, "Hey, honey, I can't get any of this to work. This is this and this and this." And she goes, "Well, I don't know either." She says. <laughs> And we were giving you such a hard time acting like it was, uh, yeah, you know, a dumb husband doesn't know how to operate the thing that the wife knows how to do, yeah. all that stuff. I just yeah. thought maybe she knew about some magic switch because it wasn't even seeming to get power. It just wouldn't turn on. And then the weather was okay, though, uh, last week, and it was fine that we didn't have it yet. But, you know, it's up to like 85 today. It's going to get warm. 
And we thought, well, we probably ought to have that AC going. So let's see if we can figure this out. So yesterday, her brother-in-law came over, Steve, uh, listener of the show. And um, Steve knows how to fix and do everything. He's the guy you sure. want when the zombies come. I promise you yes, that's the guy you want. he's the handyman. Yep. Yeah, He'll be able to, to create a nice uh, wooden box to stick uh, uh, Michael Burnham into <laughs> before she turns into a zombie. <laughs> 100%. Exactly. He'd know how to build it, how to move it. Uh, how to make the, the door open at just the right time so that she can almost take out Negan. Yep. Every crappy uh, post-apocalyptic community needs a, a Steve in it. But anyway, so Steve comes sure. over, and um, he's running back and forth trying to figure out what's going on. He Now, he's a little bit stumped, which is rare. He's rarely stumped. Yes. Turns out okay. it's the thermostat has a short in one of the cables, one of the wires. So if you pushed on the thermostat in a certain way or lifted it a certain way or something... The wires would make contact, and I'd be outside, and I'd see the thing go, and then it would stutter and turn off again. And it was because he was, like, making intermittent contact with the wires that are supposed to be connected. So it was just a short and a wire. It's nothing to do with the air conditioner. It's nothing to do with any of the whole system except for at at that wall-level freaking thermostat piece of garbage. It's having some kind of short, which brings me to my question. Which sounds like an easy thing to fix, right? Is it? it? And is it, it is, and it's working right now. Okay. 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 Here's right. what here's what we came down to though, and his this was his suggestion, and I think he's probably right. I think it might be time for me to pull the trigger on some sort of nest like solution. It doesn't have to be nest, mm-hmm. it can be mm-hmm. whatever, but I'm I wanna put it out to the community and say, look, listeners of the show bunch of you have done cool stuff with your with your house what kind of smart thermostat not too expensive is a main i don't want to pay through the nose for something but <laughs> right. i want like yeah, we, something i can look at through an app or whatever so brian what do you guys do we had a nest yeah um <clears throat> it uh was incompatible when we just had um our furnace and air conditioning redone last year which mm. cost a pretty penny mm-hmm. um we uh, we got the one that they actually included, which is a Honeywell. Um, it's it's like the Honeywell that goes with the train air conditioner, T R A N E air conditioner that we have. So it's it's app enabled. It's you know it connects up to the cloud and does all that stuff. It's not uh, Amazon Echo compatible though. Okay. Which the Nest was, and it was nice to be able to say. Um, Schmexa, uh, you know, set the temperature to uh, to 35 degrees, mm-hmm. which we would never do, but we could if we wanted to. <laughs> right. Um, and you'd have so, full. You'd have. Would you have full phone access with that Honeywell, or is it a different kind of? Yeah, we had full full uh, full access like that. Now the the crazy neighbors actually have a pretty cool one that is the Echo B, mm-hmm. and it actually has a built-in Schmalexa. Uh, into it. Oh, she heard that one. Dang it. She Schmexa heard that? I yes. Oh my gosh. I need to say Schmexa. Schmexa. Oh, hey, Schmexa. That. Yeah, it doesn't do it. Okay. So um, uh, it has a built-in Schmexa. So you can say, um, not only can you control all the that functionality, but you can also say Schmexa uh, play Def Leppard or whatever. Um, so, you know, if you want, if, if it's not in a place where you've got an echo nearby, that's not a bad option because then you've got a built-in Schmexa. But otherwise, um, I like the, the Honeywell, um, I liked our nest when we had it. If you're, if your deal is, is nest compatible. Well, how then, do you, now, um, how do you find that out? Is that a thing a guy has to tell you or what? 
<laughs> I believe a woman can tell you that too, Scott. Well, you know what I mean? Like a dude, like do we have to call some place and they got to come out and look at it and tell me? Or can I, is this a thing I can determine on my own? It's probably, it's, I'm sure it's something you can determine on your own. 90% of the stuff out there is compatible with the Nest. Okay. Um, some people are telling me, yeah. so I did get some recommendations, Steve included. I think he was recommending the Echo Bee. Is yeah. that a thing people know about? The Echo Bee? That's the one I just told you about. The oh, is that the, did you say that's the exactly, name? That's exactly the name I said, the Echo Bee. Oh, I missed, I missed when you said the name. Gosh dang it. All right. So, yeah. so, all right. So that <laughs> one. There a, an Echo Bee something that's like a. <laughs> so the, the reason I'm, I'm actually reading this off the Wirecutter site, and one of these says Honeywell Lyric T5. Is that by chance the Honeywell you had? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's the, the Lyric. Is that the square? square one yes ours is rectangular and okay so different than that yeah. then yep so their picks on i always go to wire cutter for stuff like this um oh, cool. their their picks yeah. right now are the nest thermostat e is the number one basically it's most of the features of the nest the full nest learning thermostat but with way less price so it's isn't, cheaper isn't a cut wire though the whole reason you're having this problem scott i mean yes <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it's a good i point. guess that would be if you went to the wireshorter.com that's true the wire shorter i've never i've never looked at this so like this is like uh you've never been to the wirecutter.com no no i use i use uh what do i use there's um it's one of the kinja um sites it is oh my life hacker you, I go to Lifehacker because well, nothing wrong the, with Lifehacker. Lifehacker Hacker's cool, but yeah. Wirecutter, which is now owned by the New York Times, weirdly enough, but when it started, the it was failing, independent. The failing New York Times. Yeah, the failing New York Times, uh, which they've never had more money. But anyway, yeah. uh, the the Wirecutter is uh, awesome. It's it, they'll in any category of anything you want. You want the best uh, pressure yeah. cooker. You're looking for the best headphones. You're looking for the whatever, and they test everything like thoroughly. So it's pretty awesome resource this is cool i use it for everything oh. but uh, all right anyway. i better i better take a look at here the best ipad pro keyboard case oh yeah because i bought one we'll talk about that in a second but i just bought one. Oh, yeah. good good the one i bought is the one they recommend oh they gave you the pick okay, good. good your wire cutter good. approved nice job yes thank goodness all right, uh, i like the, this site i'm gonna i'm gonna bookmark this site and use it from now on their uh their runner-up pick on here is the nest learning thermostat which is the full-blown one which is more money um and wide compatibility with HVAC systems, it says. So maybe that's a good thing. Then their upgrade pick, meaning, what does that even mean? Well, anyway, they like that Echo B4 that you said with that I didn't hear yeah. in my head. And then budget <laughs> pick, their budget pick is the Honeywell Lyric T5. Okay. Um, let's see, works with. Yeah, ours came actually with the, the whole, like they did the thermos, the air conditioning, and then they quote unquote threw in the smart home like the smart controller for it so it was like we just got the package we did we did a very tina's parents kind of thing we just said ah let's just get the package yeah, <laughs> normally i'd be like no i'm gonna get this component from here because it's the best and this component and then i'm gonna combine these and it's like yeah man, just give us yeah um the business it's pretty cool so i'll go i'll figure this out i gotta figure something out and i just, I just don't want to have to pay a bunch of money for somebody to come out and go yeah, this is compatible. I, I just want to know that. How do I find that out? Sure. I'm going to figure that out. Because there not there some kind of... Uh, this makes me sound so dumb, is. but there's like a brand name out there in my in my thermos area, right? I can, or my um, the HVAC if system. If you go, go to nest.com slash works, big thanks to dubious rascal. Blah. Sorry. 
that, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> Ness, sorry. that uh, should take you to a thing where it'll it'll tell you uh, if yours is compatible, and you can yeah, there'll be a brand name on it or something, but it'll help you. All right, so if we do Nest thermostat, I'm in the United States. Okay, compatibility checker. Oh, it's a big nightmare. All right, I'll do this later. I can't do this now, obviously, because it's making me go like tear things apart. Right, because it's probably going to ask, does your thermostat have two red wires coming out of it, one with stripes or, you know. Yeah, chat room's suggesting yep. I talk to the power supplier, the electric supplier, because they'll give you rebates and stuff on certain brands or oh, something. Oh, yeah, that's smart, too. Right. Yeah. Um, well, the house our, isn't that old. Tadpole so is so smart. They're pretty smart out there. They know their stuff. Yeah. Anyway, if you're out there listening at home and you're like, oh, I got like five ideas for you, send those in. I'd be curious. Uh, Brian, let's talk about your iPad issue and question and thing. What's going on with that? Yeah, so um, I wasn't sure I was going to talk about this because I don't want to be like, hey, everybody, look at me. Look what happened to me. But um, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's it came from doing a good thing and that's a good thing to talk about right i mm-hmm. guess sure. but um so the other day uh two days ago tuesday coming home from a very disappointing lift uh early late late morning basically i went I went out right after we wrapped up the tuesday show mm-hmm. which is pre-lunch late morning that's like one of the deadest times to try and get rides on lift mm. and because of that and yesterday i'm 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 right at quota. I need to kind of pick up the pace because I'm not lit doing any lifting tomorrow, and I need to hit my need to hit my 135 rides in 30 days. So I need to do four and a half rides a day, Scott. Nice, nice. So I'm coming home from that, no rides, and I get a call on the phone, and it's a it's an unrecognized number, which num- normally, almost every time, 99.9% of the time, I will hit decline, let it go to voicemail, and I'll just check it afterwards. For whatever reason, it came up as Chicago, and I thought, oh, I wonder if this is something to do with um, the Niantic thing this weekend for the right. uh, for GoFest, if they need any information for um, press press access, all that. So I answered it, and a woman says, hi, this is Ashley from WBEZ. Um, wanted to let you know that uh, you contributed to our pledge drive, and we're giving away prizes for our <laughs> pledge drive, uh, you know, for... Uh, random drawings on our pledge drive and you've won an ipad pro Whoa. like what really yeah is this are you joking she's like no i'm dead serious and 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 basically the deal was in uh april 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 10th i went back and looked to see when my donation was i made a ten dollar donation to wbez um that's your uh that's your local npr station is it no that's chicago oh chicago Chicago. right basically i had made a donation to them a while back and because i was on their list they sent me this promotion saying hey every hour we're giving away an ipad pro um make a donation and the earlier you make the donation in the day the more likely you'll win Mm. and so i made the donation first thing when i got that little ten dollar donation like hey support public radio uh, April 11th, 12th, 13th, etc. rolled around, didn't hear anything from them, moved along, got on with my life. Yeah, Here we are. You never win those things usually, right? They just kind of come and never. they go. Yeah, yeah exactly. All Here right. we are two months later, and she's letting me know this, which is why I thought it was a total a total joke. The uh, uh, She says, well, actually, you're the fourth alternate. Um, the, the previous three people never got back to me. So, so we've gotten to you, and I'm like, Wow. All right. Well, thanks to those three people who are morons for not 
not calling you back. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, uh, so basically what they did is they just set me up with the Apple gift card for the equivalent. And then I went to the Apple store yesterday and picked up uh, an iPad Pro, which is good because there was no way, cost-wise, there was no way it was ever going to happen for me for for a year. I had the, the 12.9 uh, first-gen iPad Pro. And funds just were not going to be in the cards for <laughs> for upgrading anytime soon. Yeah, and, unless you're using that Joe's... device. Like, I can almost justify almost, well, uh, as often as they revise it, I justify it because of, for art yeah. reasons, but they... You need to keep yeah. up with it for art reasons, which absolutely yeah. makes sense. Right. And, uh, but, I, you know, I was getting a little jealous uh, seeing all your, your fancy iPad stuff and your awesome new pencil and all that stuff. So Sure, I get this, it. This, this which one, which one like did a... you get? Did you get the big one or the... the... No, I went, with the, I went with the 11 and... It, it came down to a couple different reasons. Number one, um, the price difference allowed me to easily justify the cost of getting an Apple Pencil and a keyboard, the the, the Apple keyboard the folio, folio thing. thing the yeah. Keyboard cover. Yeah, a good. Uh, that's a great little cover, by the way. It's awesome. The second, uh, the second thing that made me decide this is that my Bobax jacket. Uh huh. Uh, has enough room for me to put an iPad in it, but doesn't have enough room for me to put a ginormous 12.9 inch ah, iPad in it. So, I gotcha. so like if I'm traveling and I want to really travel light, or I don't even want to take a carry-on bag or or whatever, or I want to take a carry-on bag but don't want to have to fish through it to get my iPad when mm-hmm. the doors close. Sure. Then I do the uh, then I just shove it in my Bobax jacket, and it's like, oh, that fits perfect, great. No, oh, that's that's awesome. I think that's going to be the perfect size for you. You're going to love that thing. I really like it. I love the Apple Pencil. I love, boy, it's funny how I thought the previous Apple Pencil was perfect. Mm-hmm. This is perfecter. Like, it's it's smooth. It, it writes really well. It, it feels good on the glass. And the, the fact that it charges, it just makes it so much easier. Ugh, you that, their previous design for charging that thing was... St- it was the stupidest it design. Was dumb. It was the It was the, the perfect way to break something off of your iPad pencil. Yeah, it was really pencil. dumb. Really dumb. But this thing makes perfect sense that way. And also... Uh, you've the one upgrade you made that's that may seem incidental to some is a huge one from Gen 1 to this, yes. even Gen 1 to Gen 2. You went to the 120 hertz screen, that right. makes such a difference. It is, it's gorgeous, and the yeah. um, uh, the, the display is nicer. And the fact it's funny, it because the bezel is so much smaller, it makes the, the display feel a lot bigger, right? right even right, though right. it's not, even though it's still an 11 inch iPad, but. Yeah, you're um, actually getting so more edge. You're getting more edge to edge actual screen size on that thing than you did before. So that's cool. Exactly. So that's anyway, awesome. Nice job. I'm happy well done. With it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like winning the lottery. You won the lottery. Good job. I won the lottery. I haven't won the I haven't won the lottery in a long time, Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to finally. <laughs> no, that's awesome. By the way, WBEZ is familiar to me because I'm like thinking to myself, why do I know that over and over and over in my head? Because that's yeah. where they do fresh air. That's Terry Gross's joint. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so this this uh, this this iPad has the stink of Terry Gross on it. It's funny actually. Um, <laughs> who was it that recommended this to me? Oh, it was uh, it was Brett from Apple because yeah. I was talking to him yesterday too. Yeah. For obvious reasons, he um, recommended I check out this article on NPR, and it's an audio. It's a it's a, a fresh air um, episode about. Uh, from upspeak to vocal fry, are we policing young women's voices? I think we talked about this a couple of years ago with Wendy when we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually heard that uh, vocal yeah. fry. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. yeah, I did. So I downloaded that. I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah, Thanks. it's really interesting. It's really good. Uh, she's awesome, of course, national treasure and all. But um, uh, she always <laughs> says she always starts her thing off from WBEZ in Chicago. This is fresh air. 
and then the music kicks in. <sighs> right. So that's why that right. was so familiar. Well, anyway, that's awesome. Nice job. That's well awesome. done. Yeah. So um, I've got this uh, really good iPad Pro with a Apple keyboard and a pencil, the 12.9 inch. If uh, anyone out there is looking, looking for, for one, I'm, it I'll throw it on Tadpool Swap Meet or whatever it's called. But I'll, I'd rather, you know, I'll put it in a. I'll put it there before I put it on Craigslist or eBay or anything like that. I'd, I'd love to see it go to a, they do a good home. They have, I'm selling it, by the way. should clarify. This is not a... You, nobody out there is winning this lottery. This no. Is, <laughs> but I'll give you a better deal than I'd give some schmo on Craigslist. Yeah, of course. That. Of course. How does that work? Like, Does the Tadpool have its own little swap meet zone thing? Yeah, there's Tadpool swap meet. Um, I didn't know that was a thing uh, we were doing. On Facebook. Dude, there is a Facebook Tadpool thing probably for more things than there really should be probably. if you're if you're asking if you want my opinion tadpool confessions parents hearthstone star wars spoilers <laughs> there is a lot in there tadpool, yes, tadpool swap meat swap uh, meat how do you spell meat is meat m-e-e-t yes scott uh <laughs> so it's not swap <laughs> meat like with an otherwise a you're you're trading something very different uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to swap your meat well, uh, hey, you could. I'm looking here. I don't see it. I'll send you a link. Yeah, you should send it to me. All I found were post people at, that were asking if there was such a thing. Oh, it's a closed group. Oh. Here. I'll invite you, Scott. I heard JJ started it. I guess I can just join it. There you go. Okay. You should be able to join it. You should be able to. <laughs> I think so. I never. I didn't even know it existed. That'd be a fun way to get rid of some crap. I like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. And And, you know, like I said, much rather see stuff go to uh um to a tadpole while somebody's selling an nvidia quadro m500 graphics card is that a good card i don't know i have no idea i think it sounds very it old sounded good it's short it, you know graphics cards look really cool these days they don't look like mm -hmm. just cards mm -hmm. this is true <laughs> uh well all right we've learned a lot this morning and uh yeah. the biggest lesson takeaway is for me everybody out there use the wire cutter it's awesome yeah, no kidding. Yeah, for sure. It's really good. And it does everything. Like, let's say you're just saying, hey, I'm looking for, let's do. Um, I mean, sunscreen is on there. You wouldn't, th you would think, oh, Scott, that's just for electronics because it's called the wire cutter. Mm -hmm. But I mean, they've got, you know, sunscreen and. Yep. They got bedroom oh. stuff, closet and laundry mm -hmm. stuff, uh, garage things. But if you look on the electronic side, which is their biggest area, that's kind of where they started. Uh, if you go to TVs, for example, let's see what they say is the best TV right now. Mm -hmm. Best 4K. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Da -da 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 -da. All right. Best 4K TV on a budget, which is a cool category, right? You are trying to save a little right. money. Their pick right. is the 4K TV. TLC is a brand, I guess. TLC's 5 Series television run on the easy-to-use Roku OS. Great contrast ratio, making the picture look good. Plus, features like Dolby Vision and wide color gamut. Blah blah blah. Three hundred and seventy-four bucks is all from Amazon. Wow! For that TV, how big is it though? It's cool. So is it? So they also do like um, price price shopping, like uh, what is it? Uh, Kinja deals. Sort of, right? but it's not. It's different. It's not that. As far as I well, on, on like on Twitter, they have a Twitter account that'll pop up and say, "Hey, best price ever on this thing." It is like that. Now that you say it, okay. yes. Okay. Now I realize <laughs> I follow that too, and I realize, <laughs> that, oh yeah, they are kind of doing the exact same damn thing. Now that you mentioned it, it's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same. It turns out. Um, okay. But anyway, cool. they follow, follow uh, they have really cool stuff on here, so I love the site. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. 
Yeah, uh, what else? That's it. Good luck, everybody, with your iPad uh, Pro winning. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Let's move on to the news. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It's the news brought to you by... Just a quick reminder, I'm going to be in Chicago all day Friday. That is not, that is uh, hardly an exaggeration all day tomorrow. So there will be no TMSPM. But instead, Scott will be streaming video games during that time. So come watch the stream anyway. Yeah, do that. I'm nice. going gonna, gonna to use that as an excuse to get a bunch of gameplay. Heck in. yeah. What are you going to play? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'll, uh, I, I reserve the RE4 stuff for, or the RE2 thing for a different deal. But some other for stuff. The... Right. Zoe says uh, RE2 and VR. Sadly, that is not a thing. That doesn't exist. <laughs> Resident Evil 7 is in VR, but not RE2. Uh, yeah, I got the I got the Obsidian says Xbox Game Pass. I did that, and I'm really enjoying that Forza game. That that racing game is really good. Cool. Maybe I'll stream some of that. I don't know. There's some wacky freaking things in that game. But uh, anyway, really? we'll see. We'll get there to Friday, yeah. and we'll we'll give you guys some some fun streamy stream. Um, all right, a grocery store is in the news. Finally, we have a story about a grocery store. Thank freaking goodness. Finally, jeez. Uh, you've, you've all been screaming for us to carry the, the burgeoning grocery store industry. Yep, finally, we have, have a reason <laughs> to talk about it. So here it is. A grocery store is urging customers to rethink its plastic, or rethink plastic with embarrassing bags. So they're encouraging you to use paper bags, right? This is a thing kind of in a lot of places. Less plastic trash means less landfall full of plastic which means better for the environment in theory so what these guys are doing is they're trying to embarrass you if you choose to go with the plastic and here's how they're doing it uh in concern with or sorry if concern over the climate crisis or revulsion over the con condemnation sorry contamination of the food chain are not enough to change consumer behavior run grocery stores hoping that another emotion may persuade people to shun single-use plastic bags Shame is what they're using. I like this idea a lot. This yep. is really funny. All Customers right. who don't bring their own bags to the East West Market in Vancouver will instead have a uh, have to carry their grocery uh, groceries home in a bag reading "Wart Ointment Wholesale" or "Into the Weird <laughs> Adult Video Emporium." Uh, <laughs> That's good. I like this a lot. This is a very clever idea. It is. Although now people are going to be like. Like trying to collect them all, right? So you're going to get the collectors out there who are trying to get these plastic grocery bags. You could also argue that by them printing these fake ones or these ones that are you know meant to shame people, they're still kind sure. of a problem because you're still making plastic bags. But you're still making them, yeah. Um, I mean, I would want one. Is the problem? I would want. I would yeah, say I, right. I really want that weird adult video emporium bag, please. <laughs> to the weird video yeah. adult video emporium. It may yeah. backfire because a lot of people want the weird. Anyway, David Lee Kewen, owner of the shop, says, insisted that the plan wasn't to embarrass customers. We want to give them something humorous, but also something that made them think about, uh, think, sorry, that made them think at the same time. He told The Guardian, it's human nature not to want to be told what to do. Quinn initially uh, hoped that a fee on a single-use bag would discourage their use, but when five-cent bags charged failed to stop people doing it, he tried this different approach. Now, chat room, I'm going to show you an image of the bags so you can see just how <laughs> awesome this is you know what they should also do just uh they should make reusable bags with these same logos on them that people could pay a couple bucks for and mm -hmm. then continue to use them because that 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 is what i'd like to do is get you know the into the weird adult video emporium mm -hmm. uh reusable <laughs> grocery bag i mean look at that awesome font with like the gradation at the bottom it's, it's so, so good. yeah it's so uh 70s believable looking 
Same with the Dr. Toe's wart ointment wholesale. <laughs> I mean, I I love this on the face of it. I think it may backfire a little, but I, I think it's an awesome idea. So good job, guys. Yeah, well done. that's cool. Uh, also in the news. Hey, you, you remember InfoWars? Are you familiar with Alex Jones? Uh-huh. Here, let yes. me get a little Alex Jones. I'm Trails. Let's get him I like here. to fuck, too. He likes to F, too, he says. Alex Jones. Okay, here he is. Alex Jones. Here's a few things. Deet, 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 deet. Okay, that's the thing. He says things like this. Major boner. Yeah, major boner. Penis. <laughs> penis. Penis. Mr. Penis. Mr. Penis. Uh, let's see. His favorite, my favorite line. I like to f*** too. All right, so he's he's a guy who likes to be loud and whatever. They got the whole InfoWars thing going on. And part of their weird history of uh, disrupt, uh, disruptment of various things. Disruptment? Disruptment. Disruptment. (laughs) Not a real word, but, uh, you know, we'll go go, go with it. All right, we'll go with disruptment. Disruption is, Uh, I think. uh, (laughs) It's the word I meant. (laughs) It's not disruptment at all. It's dis. Now I forgot the other one. Did you say disrupt? Disruption. 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 Ruption. Ruption. Disruption junction. What's your function? That word does not want to be. Breaking up things and not making them run right. Oh, man. To be a kid and hearing that for the first time again. Yeah. Anyway, they've agreed to pay the Pepe the Frog creator $15,000 in a copyright settlement. Now, you may know that dumb frog uh, as the thing that everybody likes to use to troll people. A poorly drawn frog, let me me remind you. Oh, yeah. Meme meme to death. This ugly frog, which is not a great-looking frog, Mm. uh, was used heavily by uh, Jones and his people. And but boy, now, when you see Alex Jones and the frog together, mm-hmm. it almost—it's eerie the the uh, similarities. No, oh, yeah, no, he's a <laughs> he's a frog for sure. Jones and his lawyers have settled with Pepe creator Matt Fury. Fury sued Jones for copyright infringement because Infowars used an image of Pepe in a poster it sold during the 2016 election. Uh, the two were set to go to trial next month, but reached a settlement Monday. Infowars agreed to pay him 15 grand. The poster depicted a group prominent. Uh, election personalities, including Roger Stone, Donald Trump. Uh, Pepe hovered over Jones himself to the right of the YouTuber Paul Joseph Watson. I don't know who that is. Um, anyway, they, uh, InfoWars had said it planned to free Pepe once and for all, but back down rather than face trial and lose. Uh, oh, I, the, sorry, the level of dumbness with all of this. <laughs> yes, it's staggering. <laughs> yeah, it actually gave yeah, me a little headache right here just now, just thinking about it, just right here in the front of my head. Did the uh, why? Why did the guy the uh, Matt Fury originally create Pepe? Like, was it just you know? That's a really great question. I think it was just him goofing just around, doodle, like, and he put it online, and it took off like a. Yeah, there's a whole Wikipedia thing on this. Um, let's see if I can yeah. find it real quick. Pepe the Frog, popular internet meme, a green anthropomorphic frog with a humanoid body. Pepe originally, or sorry, originated in a comic by Matt Fury called Boys Club. It became an internet meme when its popularity steadily grew across MySpace, Gaia Online, and 4chan in 2008. Uh, by 2015, it became one of the most popular memes used on 4chan and Tumblr. Different types of Pepe include Sad Frog, Smug Frog, Angry Pepe, Feels Frog, and You Will Never Frog, whatever that is. Since 2014, uh, rare Pepes have been posted on the sarcastic meme market as if they were trading cards. Um, let's see. By 2016, the character's image had been appropriated as a symbol of the controversial alt-right movement. 
The Anti-Defamation League added certain incarnations of Pepe the Frog to their database of hate symbols. Um, I know that this dude was not happy about that. This Matt Fury guy was like, yeah. it was never meant to be a symbol of hate or good or anything. It was just a thing in a comic I drew. And um, I think that's the reason he's so pissed. Hmm. Uh, Which makes sense. There's a yeah. whole bunch of stuff down here about... Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, there, um, there's a, there's, this has a storied history, this freaking frog. It does. Yeah. Wow. Symbols, weird. Uh, it's weird how symbols have meaning. Weird. <laughs> I just, you know, if, if it were me, I'd like one of my better pieces of artwork to all of a sudden become a giant meme. <laughs> something that, something I'm a little more proud of, one of my drawings. But, you know, hey, whatever. Yeah, uh, that or, I mean, if it becomes like, becomes associated with just nothing but nasty, that would yeah. piss me off. If I was yeah, this well, guy. for sure. Yeah. Well, good. Take your fifteen grand and and good deal. Good job. Although maybe you could have got more. I think. I think Alex Jones may may have been too cheap that way. I don't know. Pepe the Frog, catch it. All right. Moving on. Hey, here's a great excuse. Next time you're in jail for this, this is a great excuse. Man with cocaine in nostrils told deputies it's not his. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's all my bag, baby. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I uh, don't even like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than saying the pot in your locker isn't yours because literally yeah, it's in right. your nose. I think once it's, it's in your nose, no matter where it came from, it's yours. It's yours. Yeah, you're not giving it back to whoever's lending it to you. Oh, yeah. somebody asked you to hold it uh, yeah. for them. And so I decided to hold it in my nose. <laughs> this is pretty great. This is a 20-year-old dude, man caught with cocaine in his nostrils, tried to convince deputies that the drugs weren't his in a traffic stop in Florida, of course. Uh, two deputies with the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office pulled over a vehicle and immediately noticed the passenger had white powdery substance under his nose. Passenger identified oh. as 20-year-old Fabrico Torres Jimenez. It's pretty okay. good. Fabrico. Fabrico. Fabricio. Is it Fabricio? Okay. It's Fabricio. I had to. It's Fabriz. Fabrizo. <laughs> he smelled great. Really smells. He does. And boy, he really brightens a room. He cleans did. up a room. Yeah. <laughs> Even if there's been a dog laying on him, he still smells like he's fresh as it's a spring amazing. morning. Yeah, you'd never know. Like, exactly. He is. He go up to Fabrizo and say, wow, uh, you smell great. I know. I had a dog laying on me a minute ago. Can you believe it? <laughs> And look at this cocaine on my nose. Yeah, it's not mine. It's someone else's. <laughs> uh, he told deputies cocaine didn't belong to him. The sheriff's office wrote in a Facebook post on Monday. A deputy swabbed his nose, meaning the uh, suspect, and the powder uh, reportedly tested positive for cocaine content. After inspecting the vehicle, they also found 250 grams of marijuana and 13 Xanax pills inside his backpack. That's why you got to have those clear ones like Brian's taking to Chicago. That's you know, right. That way they don't have to dig in your backpack. They can just look through and see... Uh, yeah, see, see right through it. Jimenez also carried a small baggie of cocaine, said the sheriff's office. 20-year-old was arrested on drug charges. Deputies did not identify the driver. So he was the passenger in that car. Uh, that's pretty great. I'm trying to think of a more <laughs> stupid excuse for having cocaine under your nose. Like, this is... Wait, I... There was a... Uh... I walked into this room and there was this mirror with this dust all over it, and I wasn't sure what the dust was, so I decided to smell it and see what it was. Right. I like, thought, oh, maybe that's uh, maybe that's coffee creamer. I guess in the thick of the, you know, the stress of the cops being there, you come up with that's something, right. I guess. But I don't you, know. You I just, feel like you just say, 
I don't know. The the pot and the Xanax combination really made my judgment unclear. On... Oh, and by the way, those aren't mine either. You could say right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I just feel like if I was busted, pulled over, had cocaine in my nose, and a car full of drugs, I feel like I would just say, "You got me." Right. No, why deny it? All you're doing is creating well, like, more trouble for yourself. Just. Say, exactly. Right. I mean, well, first we have to go with the big leap that you would have this stuff in your car. So from that point, it's a small leap for you to just say, ah, all right, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> just say, oh, well, I guess if you hadn't have pulled me over, I'd have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you and your damn dog. You know, like just accept the yeah. responsibility and call your lawyer and that's it. Be done. I guess you don't have a Sidian lawyer. Sidian actually says, never admit, say nothing, call a lawyer. Oh, wow. Sidian, tell us why. Give us more info information yeah, about why. Is there know. a story behind this, Sidian? Hmm. I mean, he's a pretty sardonic guy. He's probably seen some stuff, probably yes. spent some time yeah, in, the, yes. in the in the hard house, as they call it. Is that a thing they call well, it? <laughs> is, is that, this sounds like a name you just made up. <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, Fred finally got taken upstate to the hard house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. Hard house. Okay. Oh, there's an urban dictionary description. You ready for this? Oh, oh boy. All right. Easy. Um, Maybe. <laughs> oh, this isn't too bad. Uh, hard house okay. uh, is not, uh, it says, is nor like usual house music, nor like hardcore. It is an underground style of music significantly faster than somebody like Testo or Tiesto, that guy in Vegas, or yeah. Paul Van Dyke. Uh, Did. Uh, did yeah. this person who wrote this Urban Dictionary article really begin both sentences with nor and not have a, it isn't like blah, nor is it like that? He just began it with. Yeah. He, he literally said, hard house is nor like usual house music, nor like hardcore. That's his wording. <laughs> nor is he a good writer. Yeah, nor is he. <laughs> nor should he be in charge of this at all. I mean, it could be a typo. R and T are right next to each other, so. So the, the first one might might have intentionally been a not. Uh, okay, there's another definition. How's, how's, how's this one? Chat room defending the Urban Dictionary writer. You guys, you're too nice defending the Urban Dictionary writer. Look, everyone gets offended now. That's the rule. That's, that's, that's the right. world we live in. Everyone's offended. Uh, hard house is also defined as, according to somebody named Ants, uh, it's a subtle way of saying crap. Here's the usage. Hi, Tom. It's a bit hard house, isn't it? <laughs> that seems that seems like something that Ants is trying to he's like trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. He's trying to make hard house happen. Yeah, I think you're right. Here's another one. Any living space with a hard roof as opposed to a tent. Even though I usually stayed in a tent at the fair, I went out looking for a hard house once I had heard about the rain. <laughs> I want to add another definition. Uh, a house that's made of brick as opposed to straw or <laughs> Uh, or uh, what was the what was the second? Oh, uh, what, was it just wood? I guess the second yeah, one was wood. I guess that's wood. Wait, hold on. Yeah. The three pig, the pigs, and the yeah, the three little pigs. Yeah. So there the first one's straw. straw. The second one's wood. Third one's brick. So we need to let's add another one. A hard house is a house that's not made of straw, but is made of either wood or brick and can withstand oh. <laughs> the huffing and puffing of a big bad wolf. Chat room's right. It's sticks, not wood, but same Sh thing. Straw, sticks, and brick. That's yeah. it. Okay. Who makes a house? No one makes anything out of sticks. That's a dumb thing they put in that. I make a, I make a, a fire out of sticks, Scott. Well, that's true, but that's isn't that just that's just kindling, right? Because then you're gonna put logs yeah. on it. Sure. Sure. So you just start. And then with eventually, the you build up to brick. 
That's true. We have a, a brick fire. You start with straw, then you move up to sticks, and then. So wait, when she's when that song says she's a brick house, what's the what's the inclination there? What are they saying there? She's built like a brick urn house. She's uh, strong. She's, she's like big and and stocky and uh, okay, thick with a double C. She's mighty, mighty. He says in that song. That's right. She's letting it all hang out. Right. With the continue. Uh, <laughs> So the idea right. being, she, if if somebody came, she, she ain't no Kate Moss, right? If something came and blew on her, he likes them big and juicy. So give him that juicy double, right? <laughs> That's a whole different song. That's not the same I was going to say. Same yeah. same idea at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I'm just curious. Do they have Ibit in here as a name, as a word? Oh, they do. <laughs> oh no, really? I mean, this is great. Now? Listen to this definition. You're going to love All this. All right. Okay. Oh God. Ibit. When you have to tell the audience of a podcast that you need to set down your headset while you race off to hurl. <laughs> is that really? Is yep, that really in this there? This is really in here. It says, just make that up. I'm not it's... making this up. It says, first used by podcast host Brian Ibbitt on 1 6 2014 during a recording of the morning stream, the podcast awards, People Choice Award, and Best Comedy Podcast Award winning podcast. Excuse, and here's the usage Excuse me, I need to go Ibbitt. <laughs> this was put in here by Trucking Geek, uh, January eleventh, twenty fourteen. They put this in. That's awesome. Oh, nice! That's a uh, that's uh, celebrating the five year anniversary of me being added to the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Excellent. If, uh, All right. Yeah. Thank you, Chad. Uh, Chad uh, Chadpool. Tadpool. Yeah. Trucking Geek. Let's see if I can find. Oh, pulling a Johnson. Yeah, I should definitely be in there. Oh, this is in here. Uh, no. These definitions, uh, well, I, I read these carefully. All right, here you go. Yes, yes, sure. Pulling a Johnson is when somebody you're dating falls off the face of the earth and resurfaces as a soul-slash-faith-eating douchebag. I can't believe he was all up in my crap, and now he's pulling a Johnson. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's different. Okay, yeah. here's another one. Pulling a Johnson, passing out in someone's front lawn and being picked up by the morning animal control. <laughs> okay okay all right i don't know about well that. that's good i like that I'm like basically to, you uh you get thrown out of your car by the lift driver <laughs> you uh i'm trying uh, to find like a you wake up the next morning like love the show though let's see i like this this is a great uh i love that you're in there is that that's amazing i, I it makes me feel better wow two great things happened to me this week scott yep, yep. two well, great things yep and that's one of them for sure uh, yeah, that one's not in there. I'm trying to find some other memes. I mean, Gurp is still in there, but that's old. That's like 2009 or something. Yeah. The best orc hunter in all t of all time in World of Warcraft. Has the usage is, Gurp yes. killed a million mobs with one shot, March 30th, 2009. Wow. Or you can read this one. To choke on one's testicles. I was only playing about... <laughs> I'm not reading the rest of that. That gets real gross. Oh, jeez. How does one do that? There's a there's a physics there's a physics problem with that scenario. We need to get the guy who drew the uh, the old men drawing their junk on the uh, Danish hair dryers or Norwegian hair dryers to draw uh, a, a diagram of GURP. Oh yeah, I, I'm into it. Let's figure mm -hmm. out. Uh, it needs to be anatomically correct and show us how that was even possible. By the way, I did a sketch of. So when we brought that story up, I told you, oh my gosh, I have to draw this because you were talking about them using the wall oh, dryers yeah. i have yeah. I, I came <laughs> yes. up i came up with a very funny joke it's not done yet but when i'm done i'll send it to you first oh awesome oh i can't wait else. to see it that's fantastic um okay i looked up fart gas and there's nothing 
That's too bad. Explosive, explosive tip. tip. I won't even bother with explosive tip. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I would maybe stay away from that one. And chat room's right. Do not look up Santorum. If it kills you, do not look up Santorum. Oh, yes. No, that's, yeah. Do it. Um, no, all right. Do not. Let's talk about a fainting dog. I love this story. I had to share it. Yeah. I'm going to put video up for the chat. Brian, you're going to want to see this video as well. So here's the deal. Uh, <laughs> this dog faints when it sees a bunch of ducks. He gets so excited about seeing ducks that he just sees the flock, he loses control over his body, and turns into basically with like one of those fainting goats. Like just kind I love of, all fainting all fainting animals. There there you could tell me that there's fainting um vampire bats out there and I'd say, Oh that's awesome. How cute. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. uh it says that without fail uh, they claim that this dog has uh, says the name the name of the dog is Peter. He's a cocker spaniel. Uh, the owner uh-huh. says he has a neurological condition which causes him to fall over at random moments, usually when he's scared or excited. In particular, if he sees a flock of of uh, ducks, always freezes him up and he hits hits the dirt. And he he does exactly the thing that the fainting goats do, which is have all four legs straight out stiff. Yep. And flopping like basically. Yep. Watch this video, chat room. Watch this. I love it. I would love to have a dog like this. Look, he looks like a normal dog, and then all of a sudden, we're getting over there by the ducks. Where are the ducks? Oh, he's walking right by that duck. He's not looking. Not looking yet. Oh, there's a. Oh, nope, didn't look. I thought he was seeing that duck. Oh, he's getting excited. He's stiffening up. He's about to. Oh, there he goes. I would be afraid the first time I saw this. You know what I mean? His tail goes straight out. Yeah. <laughs> he just freezes up the poor little guy. I feel bad, kind of bad for oh, him. Poor thing. Yeah. I mean, my dog's a spaz and loses her mind. And yeah. she, pee, yeah. she pees. That's her thing. If there's a bunch of exciting things, she'll just stop and sure. pee and then stop and pee and stop and pee. Someone yeah. runs up to pet her, she'll just pee. Like, that's her public lifestyle. But if she froze up like this, I would feel, I would actually feel bad for her. Oh. Oh, it's sweet though. It's yeah. cute. Uh, Benjamin yeah. in the chat says, "When I was a kid, uh, when I was a kid, probably I had, I had, I had a oh, dog. I had a dog. <laughs> I had a dog that did this exact same thing. Uh, it was the first. Uh, sorry, I was the first time the owner ever saw and thought I did something to the dog. Oh yeah, I'm sure. If somebody saw the, your dog do this, they're going to think something's wrong. Like you've done something, or for sure, it's having a narcoleptic fit or something. Not narcoleptic." Narcolepsy is when you steal things. No, no, you, no, no. That's uh, narcolepsy is when you fall asleep at random times. Oh, Klepto, right, 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 Kleptomania right. is when you steal things. What's the now? If you are a kleptomaniac, narcoleptic, right? You steal things in your sleep, or you fall asleep while you're stealing things, or what's the one where you want to do it all the time? What are they called? Uh, those are nymphomaniacs. Nymphomaniacs. Yes. Also not compatible with narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a nymphomaniac and you have narcolepsy, you got a problem. That's right. You got to get rid of one of those one of those things. <laughs> Narcoleptic kleptomaniac, nymphomaniac. <laughs> nymphomaniac. That's a good band. Give our show title. Narcoleptic nymphomaniac would be a great band name. Yes. I would go see them in concert. Or like you know, you could have a band called Narc and the Leptics. Would be great. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to go yep. see now? Oh, I'm going to go see Narc and the Leptics. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Or uh, uh, Klept, uh, Klepto and the Maniacs. Yeah, Klepto and the Maniacs. That's pretty good. Yeah. 
Or Nympho and the Maniacs, either one of those. 10,000 Kleptomaniacs. That's 10, bad. 10,000 Nymphomaniacs. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's the fire Festival, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, if you combine a Kleptomaniac with a Nymphomaniac, what, yeah, did, what are they, they just, stealing? Uh, they just steal everything in your room while they're trying to do it, or what? I guess so, yeah. I mean, those, uh, you know, they could just steal things and then say, all right, let's go, let's go do it. That sounds like a brilliant... I want to go. I want to steal, and I like to f- too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex Jones, we've come back to you, buddy. I like to f- full too. Oh, great. Full circle. You're all idiots. I can't stand you. You're idiots. Okay. Oh, oh. They're gonna man. burn in hell. Oh. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best mashup. I have some pretty good. Uh... Oh, remember this one? We're not gonna have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it. Like who? Somebody believes all that, right? Like somebody yes, hears him yes. and goes, "Yeah, man, you're speaking my language. You really know what the man's doing." They they For really sure, do, right? Somebody had to somebody had to give him money, and people are giving him money that uh, you know to keep doing what he's doing. And although I don't know how much he's getting now that he's off off every social media platform. Yeah, I don't. Oh, that's true. He's banned on all that stuff, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Oh, they're keeping the man down, or the man's keeping him down. Just gives him more fuel to. Sell more of his supplements or whatever he does. Check yeah, this out. Here's a good one. I'm kind of like an eyeball or maybe a tooth. What? <laughs> I'm glad I don't know the the frame of reference for yeah, the rest of that. I don't know any of that. All right. We are going to take a bit of a break here. Yep. Uh, Wendy's going to come on. We're going to talk about a late breaking issue that somebody has. A pretty heartbreaking one, but one that I think will uh, help people. I hope, <clears throat> I hope at least you got the note. Oh, you know what? Let me check. I got a text. Let's see if she got the note. Okay, cool. Because we kind of changed it on our last second. We um, did, yes. Oh, she says K, so that means yes. K. I'm going sure, to assume K is her way of saying, yes, Scott, I would gladly shift topics today to this one. Well, that's good. Uh, so we'll do that in a minute when we return. Before that, though, music, break, Brian, song, gimme. Yes, uh, Spokane is where we're going for this one. Actually, this is a guy who spent his summers, childhood summers on his family farm in Odessa, Washington, but playing music his whole life, starting with trumpet and uh, and playing jazz until he was in college when he joined his first rock band. Um, he released his debut album in 2012, and we've actually played him on the show since. He's also opened for bands like Daughtry, uh, Christina Perry, Edwin McCain, Sister Hazel, Dada, Vertical Horizon, uh, Ingrid Michaelson, Cracker, all these uh, bands he's opened up for. So he's, you know, he's got some chops. Um, we played Runaway on the show before. This is coming from his brand new album, or it's at least his brand new single. It's called Home. Here is Jared Fink. We'll be right back with Wendy. Stay, stay tuned. Stay tuned.
questions in my mind And keeping me up all night Is this really over? It can't be over Cause friends. Let me pop into your ears real quick and talk about our good friends at Pitney Bowes and SendPro. Don't waste any more time waiting in a line to send a mail or package. Avoid any confusion around finding the best postal rates for your business. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, you can send packages and mail without leaving your office right from your desk for as low as $4.99 a month. And for being a Morning Stream listener, you get a free 30-day trial to get started. As an added bonus, you'll also receive a free 10-pound scale shipped right to your door to help you accurately weigh your packages. Save time and money no matter what you need. From packages to overnights and letters, just click, send, and save with this new offer from SemPro Online. Starting at only $4.99 a month, you can print shipping labels and stamps from your own printer. Easily uh, compare rates using your online software. That's important. Gain access to special USPS savings for letters and priority mail shipping. Plus, track all of your shipments and get email notifications when they've arrived. Go to pb.com slash TMS to access this special offer and get a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com slash TMS. Experience the better way to ship with a free trial of SendPro Online. From Pitney Bowes. I love you like a brother. I don't like you at all, but I love you. More lesbians. You dump the morning into the stream, and there are many flavors that you can get. This is the morning stream. Still can't get over the fact that 
there's an Ibit barf reference. In, I know. In I love thing. it. If that's the thing, it's you know what? There are far worse things that I that I could be uh, remembered for in the Urban Dictionary than that. So I'm all right with that. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's fun to be immortalized in such a dumb place. You know, like yeah. How many yeah, people exactly. can How many people can say that their last name is a has a definition in the Urban Dictionary? That's right. And and Ibit is the is the method of putting your headphones down before you throw up, All not right. the act of throwing up. Yeah, I don't need to go ibit. I need to ibit exactly. and then go I mean, throw I guess up. It's a combination. Is that right? Yeah. Why? Uh, why he needs to edit that? Somebody get in there and get a second definition going. That'd be great. <laughs> What's this one? Oh, there's a Scott Johnson in here. Shut up. I think it's a oh pulling a Scott Johnson is in there. When did this go in? 2012. All right. Pulling a Scott Johnson, the act of having to go poop on a plane, or number two, <laughs> the act of going to a Taco Bell, ordering six tacos, and then eating them in the parking lot before going home, and a Brian Ibbett for more fun. Oh, no, add a Brian Ibbett for more fun. Order one, bean burrito, for me to get in a Brian Ibbett, which means barf, I guess. Uh, yeah. Here's the usage. Going to Taco Bell and ordering a Scott Johnson, pulling a Johnson. This is interesting. Nice. I think they got it wrong, but it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I'll take it's it. It's all right. That's okay. Um, I, I'm not sure I like... Uh, so there's the when you have to tell the audience of a podcast, da, 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 but the O'Brien, a gay noob. They don't actually have to be gay or a noob. They just act like one. Some are chill, though, but it's very rare. What? <laughs> that's just for Brian? That's, that's what O'Brien is, yes. O'Brien. So if I said, yes, oh, that guy this... is such a Brian, that's what I'm saying? Yes, I think... Uh, Stupid. Yes. That one's stupid. The other one is a term meaning to admit failure, defeat, or that you're completely wrong. So, Okay. <laughs> so you admit your plan is effective? Yeah. In- ineffective? Yes. Oh, man, that guy just pulled a Brian. Really? All yes. Right. <laughs> I don't think I'll use it. It doesn't... I think it I don't doesn't... think I'll use either of those. No. All right. Now, yeah. If I said someone pulled a Brian, it would be... What would my meaning be? Because I've got too many Brian's in my life. There's like three or four of you. Right. Right. So you need to come up with one that fits Dunaway, that fits... Uh, me that fits uh, your your um, StarCraft show co-host, former StarCraft show co-host. Oh, yeah, Brian, Brian, Brian uh, Huff. Yeah, B. Huff. Brian Huff. Yeah, B. Huff. Yeah. Right. Someone, what if you pulled a Huff? What if you pulled a B. Huff? Maybe that'd be a pulled thing. Pulled a B. Huff. He's a cool guy. He is. Uh, he is What's uh, he doing? You know he's got talent. He's got talent. I think he's still in Columbus, and I think he still works for... Oh, I forgot who he worked for now. He's not doing hmm. video game stuff now, though. It's something else. Some other kind of businessy. uh ground floor brand new company kind of investment oh, kind of deal. Well, good for him. Yeah. I think it sounds all right. Yeah. All right, we're calling Wendy. We're going to get this going. Yes, you have new theme music for Wendy. Oh my gosh, I forgot to cap it, but I have it here to play. So let me pull it up real quick. Right? Don't I have this? You do. I can send you a link to the um I think SoundCloud I, if you need it. I think I have it. Okay. Yep, here it is. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to save this till she gets here, obviously. But uh, yeah, wait. oh yeah, she has no idea. She has no idea. Watch up. as we surprise Wendy. Oh, there's a whole bunch of these. Which one is it? It's the um, the top one. Top one. Okay. Yeah, the the top two repeat the third and fourth one, and then there's a bunch of other stuff that's unrelated. Okay. But one of them's three seconds longer than the other. All right, this is from uh, Paul Raven made that made this a fan of the show, and it's awesome. And I can't wait for Wendy to hear this. She's gonna love this. But I can't yeah. get her on the line for some reason. What's that about? You need to. You need to so apparently, K doesn't mean. Uh, <laughs> K, like K, K doesn't mean I'll be ready for the recording. K means 
uh, oh, Kate, keep it to one to ten fifteen. Uh, yeah, starting time. That must be. Yeah, no. I mean, I and I dinged her. I mean, no, not really. It's after ten. She should be. No, yeah, right. she should be. She should be. All right, right. Well, I'm gonna pause the show and save it. So then I'm like, wait, did I read that your question wrong? Was no. it coming no, or you're, I'm coming? A, I'm an idiot. Hey, it's Wendy, everybody. Hey, Check everybody. it out. Wendy, we got to play a new intro for you. Somebody put together for us, okay? This is oh, from no. the uh, Flying Blender is what he goes by on his uh, SoundCloud account. Uh, it, it's kind of awesome. So I'm just going to play it without explaining it too much. Here you go. That boy needs therapy. Purely psychosomatic. That boy needs therapy. Lie down on the couch. Don't wash your hands. And sit here and stare at me. <laughs> <laughs> that board needs therapy. Sorry, it repeats. I didn't mean it for it to repeat. That's uh, awesome. That's pretty good, right? Uh, I'm going to download gosh. that and tweak some levels and make that a thing. I think that's really good. That was great. Anyway, uh, hi, Wendy. My sister, Wendy, everybody. Uh, you are awesome. How are you? What's going on with you? Good. Thank you. You're awesome as well, Thanks. Brian. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Having one of those days where uh, nothing seems to be making sense. Uh, but hey, uh, it's good to have you back. It's Wendy on Thursdays. We talk about uh, issues that are uh, out there that people are dealing with. And we did a bit of an audible today. Uh, oh. We snuck something in, not snuck it in, but something happened kind of late breaking and uh, mm -hmm. Brian discovered it and thought, uh, you know what? We should try to get this in today if we can. Uh, yeah. Came up on our Discord uh, group and it's sad, like mm -hmm. really sad, but I think worthy of discussion. So I'm going to read this. And uh, then we'll dive into it. So, Wendy, thank you for being flexible as to today's topic. Totally. Um, all right. It says this. We'll just keep this person anonymous. Uh, it says this. We lost our six-year-old cat, Tommy, this morning to a terrible infection. He was a sweet, sweet boy. Our 15-year-old daughter raised him from a small barn kitten suffering from heat stroke, spending six days nursing him back to health. Uh, it says she didn't... Uh, sorry. She didn't... His... Yeah, there's a, a weird typo in there. I don't know... She didn't his all at the age of nine. She did it all at the age of oh, nine. Oh, did it all. Oh, she did it all at the age of nine. Okay. okay wow, says, look at you. Well yeah, done. nice job. Oh, you see a lot. Wendy sees a lot of typos. She knows what's up. Um, <laughs> she has a strong bond with him, dressing him up, taking him outside. Anyway, uh, uh, always playing with him. She knew it was bad, but she had hope. We have yet to tell her this morning, and her world will be crushed. I'm having a hard time figuring out how to tell her. Any chance, or sorry, any advice would be awesome. They put SOB, I assume they mean sob, not sob, not yes. the short one. <laughs> yes, uh, not an insult. So, I, we've all, I feel like we've all probably been here as a parent where, um, I mean, I, I know I have where my kids have been really, really connected to a pet, and then you know, finding out that the pet has died or passed away. We had a dog die on Christmas Day once. And the kids were very little. Yeah, that was bad. That was a really rough day. And we think she was yeah. poisoned by some neighbor kid. Um, oh. Put something weird in her food. Oh, yeah. Geez. We could never prove so it. dark and That's sad. even worse. Yeah. Like, it yeah. Was, exactly. It was bad. Not we just... didn't tell the kids that at the time, but I had my suspicions. <laughs> they have found out before now, though, right? Like, if Carter's listening to this, all of a sudden she isn't just Oh, they, yeah. I think we've told them since, like, as they've gotten okay. older. But right, they were good. very young, and this, and this was a long time ago. They were probably three and six or something. Um, but you should have said it was like Santa. <laughs> I should have. Santa poisoned the dog. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That way we can break both those uh, lies at once. All at once. It's like a very efficient. I got yeah. it. Yeah, because you, you do think it. Santa's so good. Oh, wait till I tell you what he he's been doing. Yeah. The dog. A couple of years from now, you'll hear all about what he did to the dog. But yeah, it's a it's a thing you have to deal with, and it's the yeah. first. In a lot of cases, it's the first time a kid has to deal with any kind of 
meaningful loss in their life. And so it seems like one of those things that is A, natural, and B, maybe a chance to, to teach a little. Like they can walk away from this having learned a little something about the temporal nature of life itself. So, uh, Wendy, am I right about that? And what would you tell this person? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously those things are, you know, they're built into childhood and life. I and mean, that's one of the reasons to have pets. I mean, I don't think people think that way much anymore. I think they, there's more of a, an intense connection, I think, than in the past. I'm not really sure why I'm sure someone's researched this. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's, uh, we had this interesting conversation. We were in New York and we went to lunch with uh, one of Adam's roommates from college who grew up in Alaska and we were talking about having dogs. They, he has, he and his partner have a dog. And mm -hmm. I mean, this dog is like the queen of the earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I cannot believe the life she lives in her crazy apartment in Manhattan, you know, and mm -hmm. the, it's astounding. And I think, you know, he, he, he's just always marveling at the dogs he had growing up. They, they didn't know where they were half the time. One of them was found frozen in a lake. I mean, oh, it was God. like survival. This is, they, it's Alaska, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, dogs right. were part of like the, mm. the landscape, not so much part of the family. Yeah. And so, yes, there was always been kids grieving over pets, but I, I do think, um, I think parents are more on that bandwagon than they ever have been before. So I could be wrong about that. That's just my, my sense. Mm. And it's my hesitancy to get a dog because I don't actually want a dog to die in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I was a kid, I saw lots of dogs die. Mm -hmm. it, it, anyway, I think part of it is that connecting thing. And obviously this family, I mean, very connected because they, you know, rescued it. So you have so much more and that could be partly what's happening too mm -hmm. on a general scale. A lot more people are rescuing pets. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a, an extra bond there that, I mean, I'm sure everyone's bonded. Nobody get mad. I don't know. Yeah, no, you know I get I mean? it. I totally get it. There, uh, like our dog, my my dog Rainer, who is my favorite pet I've ever owned, um, and I will be a thousand percent devastated when she goes. Mm -hmm. um, she's still very young, and so I don't think about it. But she's um, she was a rescue, and she's kind of goofed up as a result. She's got issues, you know, like she's super nervous. Uh, you, yeah. She hears the sound of other dogs, and she immediately kind of gets into kennel mode again. She was raised as a puppy in a really rotten kennel situation, and had kennel cough and infections and kind of a botched uh, fix or neuter job that they did that wasn't very good and it got infected Ugh. and like Ugh. all kind of, she had to fight for food and when we first had her she would she would actually run over to the bowl look both directions take a single uh, like kibble like out of the it. bowl and then run under the couch and eat it and then go, and that's how she would eat she doesn't do that now but um, you know she still has these very nervous sort of scared tendencies. And it's, it's some of those things that make me care about her so much. Like she's yeah. just like, you know, she needs me and I, and I want to make her a happy home. And so when she's having one of her episodes, she's kind of shaking. I just love holding her and chilling her out and then she'll fall asleep on my chest or whatever. And like, it's a really intense bond that I don't think would be quite the same if she was some breeder dog. I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I actually don't right. know. Probably wouldn't be any, it would probably wouldn't be that different, but there is at least this history. It's the same as if you adopt a kid who went through a horrible childhood, I guess. And you know, right. that, that informed your relationship. So I, I assume that would be true of pets as well. Right. And, and, and I don't know. And maybe breeder dogs, you're just as bonded to, I don't know. We only had mutts that were accidental births. So growing up, that's you know? true. That's true. <laughs> there were always 50 breeds in one and pretty scruffy. I remember and being pretty upset when uh, Coco got hit by that car. Do you remember that? 
Yeah, that was, that was really bad. hard. Yeah. Well, okay, and so you you've got these sort of let's call them a sort of developmentally normal uh, sort of typical experience for a kid to have a pet for a period of time, and then the pet dies, and I mean. So Misha had, you know, her little dog Zeus for a long time. Man, that dog was nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, Name Zeus. Anyway, <laughs> my boys, when I let when I let them know that Zeus had passed, it was two weeks of just I'm so sad. I can't stop thinking about Zeus. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. They played with Zeus for a total of maybe three hours in their life. Mm-hmm. So their bond was freaky, which also means I don't want to get a dog because look what, <laughs> what will happen. Yeah. Okay, all this being said, so there's the, the normal parts and there's the hard parts. But but as a sort of general rule, we're not great as humans with grief sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of rituals. Let, let's take anyone passing. Um, various cultures do this very in a variety of ways. I think sometimes the American version is... I don't know if it's as effective <laughs> in actually processing grief because it's pretty quiet and somber. Mm-hmm. And I think the ones where they're like screaming and throwing themselves on stuff, I think they're physically getting some something out that is enviable. But, you know, it's right. not going to be appropriate. It, it is so, uh, it's so funny because people. you can't imagine a purely, you know, let's just say culturally American uh funeral nobody's throwing no, no one's throwing themselves prostrate on the moving casket and wailing songs and 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 all of that i mean i'm sure there are there are outliers i don't know about um maybe in some parts of the country but that's just not a thing you do here and i've always wondered about that are the people that are doing that in other cultures are they are they the ones who are healing more from their loss than we are because we keep it all tamped down it's just a lot of touching you on the shoulder going I'm so sorry for your loss. And then moving on to this somber thing and eating, you know, funeral potatoes at the freaking uh, buffet counter. Like it seems, right. it seems like we, we, we really are good at keeping it down, keeping it in. Right. And I, I think it's sort of our, at least the white version of our society is the um, sort of the puritanical beginnings. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the pious were the first that got here and they were pretty boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. And so I think, uh, you know, it, it's going to vary within families. It's going to vary within cultures on, on how it's done. But even take, you know, the 17, 1800s, the, the parlor in your home was where you would have the dead body and people would come and pay their respects and wakes and all of that would take place. And, you know, modern architecture did quite a, a switcheroo on us and called that, anyone know? The yeah. living room. Ah, the living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which then has changed this sort of role as a, as a general rule. Of course, there's reasons to, you know, you can't leave a dead body in a hot southern parlor for a week and not have a problem. Right. So, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a bit of a, you know, some of those reasons. But what it's me- meant is that it's sort of scrubbed death out of our lives a lot more. I mean, think about anyone you know who's passed away. Have you been present? I think sometimes people definitely have that privilege and honor and there's different ways that that does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I would say for the average kid, you're not running into too many funerals or those experiences. So pets really are the place where this, this happens. And I think there's some value in um, doing some ritualizing. So my point is getting to this. So letting your daughter know, of course, is really hard. She's going to be very sad. And she's 15, which feels like a fragile age, in my opinion, for anyone. Yeah. And so you're, you know, you're concerned and you love her and you love this animal and it's really hard. I think 
a big part of it is to express your own emotions as well and like cry together and it's okay to feel what anyone's feeling and then to to find a way to ritualize it a little bit. Yeah. So one of the things I do with a lot of clients because grief comes in so many forms and there's 99% of grief does not involve a funeral mm. uh, or some closure event that allows at least, you know, the idea that closure could happen, right? I mean, that's part of why we do what we do um, in these funerals is to give us some closure and a final time to say goodbye or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you can do something like that. And I know that seems like, you know, an after school special kind of thing to say, but it really is important um, that there is some ability to express how she feels about it. Maybe it's have a little funeral. Um, maybe the, you know, the animal's buried in a place that is special. I mean, you essentially treat it like a human death in that regard of like making it meaningful and creating some closure. And then grief is normal. I mean, for a, for a while to still be pretty sad. And so, you know, we we do a lot of things to remember, right? Like, so we go on anniversaries and we go to the the, the grave or there's various ways to do it and everyone's very different. Um, but as a general rule, just to have some type of ritual goodbye, but it can be really helpful, especially for a kid, um, you know, to, to just get some closure that they otherwise wouldn't. And it sounds like this person is like on top of this. I'm not worried that they're going to be heartless by any shot um but just to confirm you know Mm -hmm. lots of feelings and it's okay and 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 because we have a a problem with what we call complicated grief or it's like stunted bereavement sort of where we just don't quite go through all the things we need to to let go and move on and you know we talk about the stages of grief a couple times and you know, people are all different. It's not in order. It's tricky. It's something, unless you've been through it, it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around because it is, it's, it's a real challenge. So, um, you know, moving through that is really healthy and really good for us. And when we get stuck, some people will get stuck in anger or revenge. Some people will get stuck in denial that they, they just cannot believe it's happened. And, you know, and there's some unwellness that will ha- will occur if we get stuck in grief and, and that's for humans and animals and all sorts sure should we um or should they i should say or sh- i guess we meaning we a people <laughs> should we be willing to i mean she's 15 right that's a yeah. different that's different than if they were six or seven yeah where you might have an easier time at six or seven they may still be upset but a lot of it is you're as a parent put in a position of knowledge power where you can say it's okay you know you can do all the parental things in a better place or you know they this was you know it's okay well we'll, the stuff the the, stuff that works on adults yeah (laughs) right that's true but it works but doesn't work on adults right exactly right it's like like we all agree to act like it's working it's it's platitudes that don't really have a lot of yeah they don't have a lot of foundation but with a 15 year old they're not dumb they're not only are they not dumb they're they're sort of hyper hyper not dumb because everything your parents do either annoys you or you're, or you're uh, you know what I mean, you're 15. You're just, mm-hmm. you're at that stage where all the natural inclinations to sort of rebel or reach or branch out or whatever are going to be there. So it seems like it's just a bigger challenge to sit down with somebody who's older and talk about this. And maybe, maybe they just need to know that it happened and that's enough. Right. And let the kid grieve in their own way. 
Um, but if this is the first time this 15-year-old girl's ever dealt with any kind of loss, like it may sound rough to hear this now, but I just feel like this is good in the long run. Like It's yeah. kind of a pull the Band-Aid off early kind of thing. Yeah, because eventually you're going to lose you know, people in your life and you're yeah. going to lose other other pets or other meaningful things in your life or even things that aren't alive that just pass away, uh, whether it's a, a company or a relationship or a boyfriend or Somebody somewhere is going to go, and it may not be death, but it could be just you know the end of an era kind of change in your life. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like it's good to have that or start having that, or else you're not prepared for it later. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, if you back out of it just for a moment and you think of what the goal, I mean, you're in the middle of being sad about this, and so it's hard to do this. But if you back out, what is the goal of this interaction with your child? If the goal is that they feel safe to feel, mm-hmm. and they, that anything they feel mm-hmm. is okay, mm-hmm. and that they are loved, and that you're with them, mm-hmm. and then you then you move from there into words, because one thing we're really bad at is saying the right words during grief, um, because often we want to just make it better. So, for example, you know, if someone passes away, we want to know what well, was. How quickly was it? Were they mm-hmm. old? We want to. We want these mm-hmm. facts that will then inform how we, if if we're really sad about it with you and can grieve with you in a certain way, or if we're like, well, at least they didn't suffer, or you know, and people will say the wrong thing all the time, mm-hmm. and it's sure. because it's about them trying to make the situation feel more comfortable for them, and not actually about the person grieving, which makes it difficult, especially if you're yourself not grieving. So in this case, they're they're all grieving a little bit. So it, it, maybe it's easier to access that. But words are not your best tool here. It's your presence, and you know maybe the only words needed to be expressed are, are simply that permission mm-hmm. that I'm here and it's okay. You can feel anything you want to feel. Um, when you want to talk about it, I'm here. If you don't ever want to talk about it, I, that's okay. Like you're just giving her permission that that she's gonna have the feeling she needs to have what if and i take what if i take the 70s sitcom route and try to buy another cat that looks just like <laughs> looks the other exactly cat? the same yeah yeah perfect. what if i do that is that what you've been thinking this whole time <laughs> <laughs> i mean if i'm honest it's always kind of been there but uh, yeah i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> right as long as you got a film crew and a laugh track go yeah, for it yeah we learned know. everything we know about parenting from wkrp in cincinnati <laughs> that's right that feels like something that would be on there Les nesman's cat is dead and totally. nobody wants to tell it him. was specifically was uh it was who was it it was uh, herb tarlick's did this really daughter happen? this yes. really happened <laughs> he brought it to work in a shoebox to take care of it there it died and so he had to go find one but it was i think it was just a frog or something oh I don't think it was a cat, but yeah, it was a, it was definitely a WKRP uh, storyline. That's awesome. So our our official advice today is to <laughs> get yourself a secret cat. Yep, she'll, is, she'll never know. Yep. Is, with Tristan, um, he kind of started out with with pets. Uh, we had smaller pets for him, like he had a betta fish, and then he had a rat. And so, um, when they died, it seemed like less of an impact is it i know it wouldn't help in this case obviously because the cat you know already was um emotionally bonded to the girl but is it uh, a smart idea for parents maybe to do the equivalent of training wheels up to a larger pet to get them used to the idea of death maybe with something that's 
flushable, for lack of a better term. Right, like, right. You know, I start think off often, with a, yeah. uh, often that's true. I don't know if it's necessary. I think. Okay. Uh, I think it, it really is because <laughs> it's all relative to the kid. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, the, the cat is going to be an, an impact whether you had a, a a tadpole or a frog die, you know. Right. It's, it's I should really be careful. I shouldn't dog. say the tadpole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't have the tadpole die. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, just the other day we're at a lake and we're at the beach. Elliot finds two fish <clears throat> that are dead and they're recently dead. They're beautiful. These just little cute fish. And he names them, has a full-on funeral for them, buries them. And I'm like, can we go now? And he's just like, Mom, you're disrespectful to William. He named one of them William. William the fish? <laughs> and These I'm are like, fish that he found dead, right? Found dead. And I'm found like, dead. how are we ever going to do this? Yeah. Right? Like an actual animal. <laughs> uh, it's it's scary. And and yet, I know, and I this is why I, I'm torn, is that... I know I'm depriving them of really important lessons yeah. <laughs> because I don't want to deal. And I do love animals. So it's, I, I want one as well, but I'm also like, Oh, do I really want to get my heart broken in 12 years? And that's a mm. dumb way to live your life. But it's, it's the reality of, of what this family is facing today is it's really, it's really tough, but also I think developmentally really important. So, you know, give her a chance to say goodbye, give her a chance to, to mourn in a way that's, you know, and, and you yourself, you know? Yeah, it's okay if you're all upset, too. Like, be upset. It's yeah. a sad thing. I'm going to be a basket case when Rainer goes. I'm not going to be able to. I'm not handling that well. I'll probably take TMS off for a week or something. Like, I don't know if I can do it. It's a ridiculously horrendous idea that I don't like to even oh, think yeah. about. How old is she? She's three years old. She's still young. Oh, yeah. She's plenty. Healthy, plenty healthiest yeah, animal I mean, in the world, too, now. And she's like, uh, she's, ama- she's amazing. And she'll have a nice long life for whatever her breed combo lets her be but it's just you know it's an inevitable thing that she's not going to be here forever and and it's never really been this way with pets with me before i've always loved my pets but something different here something weird going on i really like that dog right you met your soulmate and that's the risk yeah that is (laughs) the risk have my kids meet their soulmate (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and you i mean you run, whatever like go watch any of the toy story movies and, the, and that's basically the premise of all the toy story movies they're just right. yanking on your childhood connection to <laughs> that's right objects yep. and things that you used to love but you've got to move on like that's the whole idea and it makes yeah. grown men cry <laughs> so this yeah. is just human emotion human loss human whatever and i think the quicker you um you grieve with her on this i think the better she'll be yeah you gotta it's hard, man. This is just today, huh? Yeah, it just happened. Yeah, we had late breaking stuff here, Wendy. You're like, yeah. right? Look at this. Yeah, they're like, like a 24 hour cable news network now. Yeah, <laughs> and to the people who... don't give us any ideas. <laughs> <laughs> to the people we bumped for today, don't worry, we'll we'll get you in there next week. Yeah, I was yes. super prepared for that one. So. I know. I gave I gave her all kinds of early heads up on that. Well, I guess not. I sent it to you late last night, like ten thirty. I know, but I had lots of thoughts. How about that? While yeah. I mowed the lawn, can you keep those thoughts? <laughs> Hang on to those thoughts. Oh yeah, I got them. I did got you them. mow the lawn? Nice job. I well, Elliot did, and then I just finished for him because does he, he leave mohawks? Because that's what I used to do when I was a kid. What but, is the deal mohawks. with yeah. kids making mohawks? Yeah, it's, he's not doing that's it on really purpose. Funny. Like, no, you I, don't like. You, you I've never heard of that, but I know exactly what you're describing <laughs> yeah. by that name. That's when hilarious. I, I used to drive my parents crazy if I mowed the lawn when we had a lawn. Wendy will conf- confirm we rarely had a lawn because we were always like, 
chopping we weeds. We had a lawn. We what had, are you talking about? We had dirt. It was mostly dirt. Like the Royal Lane house was always dirt and us picking weeds out of the dirt every year. I hated yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. And the rocks in the front of the other yes. house. And like, time for weeding again. Yeah, I'm like, should we spray that? Yeah, nope. maybe we should just spray it. Nope, <laughs> go out with shovels and kill yourselves. But anyway, the... <laughs> The uh, when we did have a lawn, I would always make this. I would have this problem where I'd leave mohawks, meaning you wouldn't get the edge right. So when you were done, it'd be nice stripes, but you'd have this little tuft of mohawk where you missed it. And Dad would have to go out and do it, or make me do it again, or whatever. It sounds like Elliot is cut from the same tree. That's fantastic. Well, he's actually pretty good. Abe's the worst. But here's the thing: we don't have a weed whacker. We just quick at fix that so i'm out there trimming it like a haircut with my dumb scissors so i don't love it it's not my favorite you're out there on your knees with like a <laughs> pair of shears that's awesome cursing the stupid uh, whatever i think i love that uh all right well uh we'll do like i said next week we'll hit this other one and in the meantime uh wendy dunford on uh, the instagrams there so you can check her out and uh, wendy anything else going on that you want to say or mention uh no no it's all good <laughs> school started school's <laughs> out and my brain is like still not working you how, know? how long does that go august october or september well, so october my gosh no um sometimes i'm wondering like you know the school calendar is based on the agrarian calendar right yeah. so I, i'm kind of believing now i'm in the midwest i should send my kids to a farm and have them harvest or whatever they're supposed to be doing uh it's so frustrating no we don't go back till after labor day so we have a long, a long Jeez, haul. that's a long haul yeah that's a long yeah. time i will see you before that's over I yeah guess. so i'll be in utah at the end of august when all the kids there are in school yeah that's true <laughs> uh we should do a live show oh absolutely we should yeah we'll make a we'll big big hoo-ha about it while you're here that'll be awesome and i will have just traversed the the uh you know what is it called mount rushmore we're gonna hang out there watch a little north by Northwest. Oh, Northwest. I just oh, saw that movie. Right. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. I just saw that movie. Show the kids that first, then go go there and hope they're not they afraid. They're going to want to run across <laughs> and be chased by a, a prop plane. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Can you go up all in there and like get up the nostrils and do stuff, or is that off it's limits? Not, it's not hollow. Oh. I don't think so. I think no. that's it's called not, It's not like the Statue of Liberty. It's, <laughs> it's a mountain. <laughs> I just, but they can you get up? But they don't let you get up that close. They don't let you get up that close. No. I think you can probably pay a hundred dollars or something to do a um, a helicopter flyby, and that's probably the best you can do. But okay. yeah, yeah, you can't uh, you can't climb on them or anything like that. All right, well. I'm excited to see what my kids will think because you know we we get here and the St. Paul Cathedral here is beautiful, and my kids are like, eh, big deal. I'm like, wow, wow. And the reason they said that is they're like, it's not even old. <laughs> right. oh, oh, they want old, do they? Yeah, they're okay. like, if it's not 800 to 1,000 years old, it's not impressive. I'm like, you're snots. Let's go to, to the mountain. I'll leave them in the Badlands and see how they survive. Their that is hilarious. Attitude. I love that. <laughs> I love that it needs to be ancient and old for them to... I don't know, my kids yeah. are the same way, though. They're not impressed by things that are either just always there so like a right. waterfall is not impressing to that. Even if it's a 20,000 year old waterfall, it's still, that's just water coming down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they need to see something where it's like ancient burial grounds or, you know. And the dead body. And a I de- mean, they have to get <laughs> a dead out. body, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, that's amazing. All right. Well, have a fantastic uh, week, won't you? I will. Yeah. You too. And we'll talk soon. Bye now. Bye. Bye. She says, Bye. Bye. Um, all right. Oh, needs therapy.
I just never, you know, I've never asked my question. This question: What is, what are the parties represented by Mount Rushmore? I know. Uh, Ro- oh, or that's Rose- interesting. Roosevelt and Lincoln were both Republican. Was Jefferson a Democrat? I don't remember. Or was he one of the early ones that are no longer there? Like the, um, what was the name of that? Uh, party? Thomas Jefferson was a Democrat, but I'm trying to find. Uh... Was George Washington just a dude? <laughs> Like, what was his deal? Founding father, we know that. Uh, French uh, commanding general. Was Washington really a Whig? Okay. Oh, he was a Whig party? Yeah, but they're all spelling it W-I-G. It's (laughs) W-H. Or I think maybe they were joking. Oh, maybe they're, yeah, they're making fun. I can't find his party. Hold on. I'm just Uh, curious about that. Oh, it's funny. Okay, so Jefferson was a member of the Democratic-Republican Party, which was founded by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. The Democratic Republican? policies of the New Federalist Party, yes. Wow, combo name, I like it. Yes, but it was uh, it was basically later called the Republican Party, so he was a Republican. So we got three Republicans. Three Republicans and one, and one Democrat. Uh, wig, wigocrat. One wigocrat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's interesting. Uh, that thing's fascinating to me. When 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 yeah. humanity dies and the aliens come, I, I wonder what they'll think of such a thing. They'll probably just yeah yeah no kidding you know and and will and will Crazy Horse be done by then? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably not is the answer. Yes. All right, uh, that's it for the show. Thanks everybody for being here. Um, you hey, got a little shout out to somebody here. Give a shout out. Yeah, yeah. Um, met up with a uh, listener last night who was coming to who came to Denver for. Uh, uh, for an event that they're attending, uh, Jason Hawthorne. We met him for barbecue here in Arvada. Had a great time hanging out with him. And uh, uh, he's, you know, so far, batting average, 100%. All the tadpoolers I've met in person are awesome. So keep being awesome. Yeah, well tadpool. done, everybody. Can't wait for the first jerk to show up. They haven't done it yet, but I'm sure they're I know, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did forget, Jamie sent a bonus mashup. Totally forgot about this. Oh, cool. So right. we're going to play this. Since we're not going to have a show tomorrow, this will make up for it. Uh, oh, it's nice. a bonus mashup called Ride Till I Got No Spoons. Don't know what that is. So we're going to play and find out. I have a yeah, huge nose and I must distract from it. Yeah. Look at my penis. Yeah. Anal Jesus. Yeah, very good. Praise the Anal Jesus. Pierre Luigi Laura It's out now. Clear the. <laughs> this is the clearing of the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> now we're clear. Now we can do it. Here we go. That word has been forcibly expunged from my face. <laughs> Ifalon did a wiener. Sky Dong. They made a Sky Dong. Sky Dong. So I can't wait for that James Bond movie. Oh, I know, right? Oh, Sky Dong. Sky Dong. <laughs> Get the Goldfinger lady. Sky Get, uh, Dong. Shirley Bassey, right? Yeah. To sing it? Yeah. Like it's yeah. just yeah. a big old butt. Oh. There's your butthole Have right there. Have you seen my goatsy? Right. <laughs> Look at it. I'm going to take my horse to the hotel room. <laughs> ride till I got Town no Road. spoons. What? Old Town Road. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm not going to go in the forest where you got all those poisonous yeah. jack rabbits. <laughs> hey, neighbor, can I borrow your power washer? <laughs> you basically jam all three fingers as deep in the ball. <laughs> as possible yeah. and uh that's your typical like house ball you take a ride on derby street and bob's your uncle you'll be right there yeah nice job Drew. you weren't keeping it in your lane isa nice. amir ishwat 
Tawawi. Uh-huh. So that's probably right. Did that nice Axel Rose fellow ever come out with Chinese democracy? Did that ever happen? Did that happen? Oh, I was so looking forward to that. Was there ever a Duke Nukem forever? Where is kind of your unit? Outside. I know where your unit is. <laughs> it's well, out, I don't it's want to a, talk about hard day when you're doing Yeah, right. exactly. What is uh, She-Hulk's real name? Uh, Juniper Von Scrubby Nuts. <laughs> I have no idea. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> Uh, all right, so the spoon, <laughs> this Telegatno spoons thing came from a skim episode. So. From Old Town Road. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering where that was. Because Kim was back there laughing. That must have been it. That's funny. Uh, all right, now we're done. We really are done. If you like that, then you'll like Jamie. Jamie has his own Patreon, actually, over at uh, yeah. patreon.com slash TMS mashups. Feel free to check out what he's doing over there. We are also at patreon.com slash TMS, and we love your support. It means the everythings to us. In fact, there is no show without it, so huge thanks to everybody who contributes. Please continue to do so. We are also at frogpants.com slash TMS, where you'll find all our stuff, email addresses, phone calls to call and leave voice messages, uh, Twitter accounts, the Reddit page, all of it at frogpants.com slash TMS. We are now done. And that means a song. Brian, what do you have? Does. I'm already laughing at the show title, so I can't wait to get to those. Mm. Hey, uh, Esteban Alonso wrote in and said, Hey, Brian and Scott, on June 6th, my wife, Sarah, and I will have been together for 10 years. And on June 14th, married for five years. Why am I requesting a song on the 13th? Maybe due to somebody's habit of not adding the song to the end of TMSPM. No. I don't know. No. If all goes according to schedule, we will be listening to this whilst driving to California for a much-needed Disney family vacation. Oh, make sure you get into line for the Star Wars thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is my soul and inspiration, amazing mother to the four terrorists that we call children, ages 4, 14, I'm sorry, 14, 4, 2, and 6 months. The three youngest are all girls, terrorists, I say. And with a smile and a laugh makes this world a better place. This was the first song we danced to as a married man and woman, and she will be my dance partner dancing to the rhythm rhythm of our hearts for as long as the song lasts. I love you, Pud, with everything that is me. Love the show, though. Uh, P.S. Scott, can I eat rice? Oh, geez. Oh. Uh, Wow, the greatest hits. Right. Digging back into the back catalog. Uh, Then you can eat rice. There you go. Dang. Nice. Um, all right. So the song that Esteban uh, requested is Crazy Girl by the Eli Young Band. Uh, all right, Esteban, uh, come a little closer here. We're going to have a little little chat. All right. Uh, number one, uh, uh, country music, usually not featured here on TMS. That's, yeah. that's usually not. Plus, uh, I can't find any covers of that. But here's what I'm going to do for you. All right. All right, Esteban, because I like you. I like you, Esteban. I'm putting my arm around you virtually. As you're doing this long drive to California, I'm going to play another cover by the Eli Young Band. Yes, a cover, a country cover by the Eli Young Band is what I'm playing today for you. Um, However, it may not fit with the the sentimentality or the the sentiments that you're trying to to give to your lovely wife, Pud, who I'm hoping that's a nickname. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. Uh, Anyway. Uh, this is the Eli Young Band from a tribute album to Motley Crue that came out in 2014. This is a great album, by the way. It's called Nashville Outlaws, a tribute to Motley Crue. It's all country artists doing covers of Motley Crue. And so for that, I break my rule. Um, this is a cover of Don't Go Away Mad, Just Go Away. <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. I can't wait to hear Happy this. Happy anniversary, you crazy kids. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun there, Pud. 
That's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back Monday. No show tomorrow. No PM edition. Just a reminder. That's not happening. Brian's gone. Uh, can't wait to hear the stories, though. So come back Monday for more. There will be a film sack this weekend. There will be Dungeons, The Instance, and more. So check that out on the sca- on the calendar and on the schedule and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Prog- fog- Pod- frog- <laughs> ah! Frogpants.com. That's what I meant to say. That'll do it for us. This, we'll s- oh, this what? close to a clean getaway. Yeah, this close. <laughs> This close. It's one of those days. Bye, everybody.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Mom!